welcome to the So Mids podcast. Excuse me, So Wizards podcast with Mid Atlantic. That's, that's me, and with my co-host Ron Oaks Cunningham. Yeah. So what we thought we would do today is a little bit of a mailbag episode. Some of them are like real questions from actual people, and some of them are just questions we've collected and are wanted to kick around a little bit. And so um, the, our first question is from Bobby M from Connecticut, I think, or no, I guess he's in Seattle. Anyway, whatever. Bobby Marks talked to mention this on the, the low post. And the question that he asked is that the, he said that the issue that teams need to solve now, and he was talking, they were talking in the context of Bradley Beal's five-year $251 million contract with Damian Lillard signing a two-year $120 million extension that kicks in three seasons from now. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a long ways out that he's getting this extra money. So anyway, the question that Bobby Marks had is what these teams will be trying to answer is can you build around a $50 million a year player without a clear number two already in place? And so I wanted to talk about that. So go ahead, fire if you, uh, if you have some thoughts. Okay, can you build, if, if Barbie Marks meant like a championship team, yeah, can you build a, a contending team around a $50 million dollar player without a clear number two already in place? Uh, I think, it's in, like, can you? Yeah, it just takes, like, great coaching and great GM. It's like, okay, because then it, it becomes about really putting together uh, a great team that has a great ecosystem, a la the Dallas Mavericks back in 2011 when Dirk came. One of my favorite point guards, Jay Kidd, got there for Shereen, right? Yeah. Dirk's the clear number one special, special, special player. Yeah. Changed the game, like, in my top ten players of all time, for sure. Um, He's up there. And, and he had he had the pieces around him work in their favor. And Rick Carlisle, oh, that's my dog. Chill out, girl. Um, She's a cute dog, so it's all right. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle, um, he had a great, he had a great, I don't want to say system, but he had a great offensive um, organism going that allowed Dirk to cook, uh, Pedro Stoyakovic to look nice, um, Sean Marion, J.J. Barrett. Like, it, it worked in that way, right? So I think you can, what I don't think, I don't think it's possible because um, I still feel like GMs today are, are stuck in a mold of, um, basketball is roles which is kind of like oxymoronic when this is positionless basketball so therefore <laughs> we got to have a clear number one and we got to have a clear number one and coaches too but i'll touch on that after this um second oh we got to get a secondary player and then third is okay now we need defenders we need three and d it doesn't like quite comport with the reality of basketball today there are young kids who are practicing like step back threes or seven imagine what they're going to be when they're 20 you know what I mean like mm -hmm. so yeah you're going to tell them put them pigeonhole them into a role of like three and d when they can do much more because they're practicing more the skills getting better so um as players get better and skills get better and I guess like specialists get better as um you have all that combined then yeah you can do it you just put the perfect team around each other and you get a great coach who can you know, maximize that and bring out everything you possibly can. Now, Arden, now I don't think it'll ever happen because there's probably only two coaches who can do that, and they all searching for, like, number two superstars, and that's um, Phoenix, 
they want to pair like CP3 is no longer a superstar. They're trying to get Book and KD together. Uh, Miami, Jimmy's a superstar. They're trying to get KD there. So I just still think that like, that's what's holding it back. So Bobby Marks may be on to something. And as always, like yeah. opening. Yeah. So that's my, my thought. So, okay. I think one, yes, to answer his question, just like the way he intended it, I think the answer is yes. It's just you you can't miss the the problem you can't miss on anybody else right you you have to if you're going to spend that much on your top guy you need to fill in especially in the context of a Beal or a Lillard you have to you, you have to hit on like players two through eight and at a minimum right nine really so but the problem I have with Bobby Mark's question is in the context of, especially the Wizards, the Wizards don't have a number one, right? Beal would be at best the number two in his, the way he's talking, really probably ideally like a three, not a three as in a small forward, but a three as in the third best player on a championship level team. If you've got Beal as your third best player, like for example, if Beal was all with the Milwaukee Bucks, where you've got Giannis as your one and Drew Holiday as your two, and Beal's your third best player, that's a hell of a team, right? The, the, the challenge, I think, that the Wizards and the Trailblazers, to an extent, will have to answer, because they're, they're in slightly different positions because Lillard has been better than Beal. Um, Lillard, I think, was a legit, like, number one player for a while. I don't think he's there anymore. I think he's, he's slipped a little bit. But still, like, the, so both teams are kind of in the same boat, is – can you build around a guy making 50 million a year? Can you build a contender around a guy making 50 million a year when he's not your best player or yeah, I mean, when he should not be your best player? Right. So, yeah. you know, if, if um, I don't know, Denny Avdia comes back with a step back three and like, you know, serious handles and lots of confidence, he basically transmogrifies into, you know, Jason Tatum. Right. Or, um, you know, then and then well, he's the team. Well, better defense. Yeah. But or if he suddenly is like the Israeli Kevin Durant, you know, then right. Then then you can build around because you've got him on a rookie deal for a few more years. You've got him. You know, you can sign him to that rookie maximum, you know, to the zero to six max, that kind of thing. And you could then have a very good team where Beal is making a crap ton of money, not your best player, and he's still a very good contributor, and you can win that way. Yeah. So that's it's possible, just, but you have you again if you're. I think you can build around somebody like Beal, but you can't miss anywhere else, and you also have to make moves where maybe you acquire players who are better than he is, who wouldn't mind letting Beal continue to sort of pretend he's the number one guy on the team. So I don't, I don't even think, no, nah, I don't think, I, I don't even think players like, like I think the team and up stuff started like, well, was the beginning of the end of clear number one, clear number two. Like right. I, I view like number one guys is like, are, are you saying like in that tier one of like top players in the league? Like, yeah, yeah okay. No, cool. But Bill, Bill on DC, he like likely how he can score. He will be like the number one scorer, like the number one scorer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Even but I'm not talking about look, scoring, right? I'm talking but, but, about but overall. But that's the so thing. The example, if he's your like, number one scorer, you just got to build the best team around him by hitting on Denny Avia, by hitting on Rui, by uh, Johnny Davis, but, I still believe in it. 
but buying hitting on those players. Look, so then it's just go ahead. On Johnny Davis, there's no reason to stop believing or hoping that he can be good. I mean, he's had a rough he's had a rough summer league, but you know, whatever. It's it's fine. Yeah, but but the summer is really the only time when you can get better on your game. You know that like for those players. Like now everything's about to hit them like Yeah. So I mean, back to back to back to back. It's hard to apply. It's like school. We always blame the kid who like, oh, you want a kid to get all A's or something. And then it's like, is he really learning? He's he gotta consume so much back to back to back and cram so much in a short amount of time. So I right. that's why it's like, I don't know. I, I mean I I hope he turns it around, but give him a couple of years. It takes four years or so. I mean, they don't have much choice. I mean, they've they've pretty much they they picked him so I think but, it's a minimum of two years before they can. He's got two years guaranteed, so he's got some time to uh, figure it out. Yeah, if he, yeah, and that's the, and the fans got my, my thing was like with the Wizards. Back to the point that I was making on Beal is like if they had made that deal to get Dejounte Murray, for example, I think that team doesn't win though. Like yes, well, who, that, that, that team not would stopping. win. Well, you that need a Ford. No, we need a we a Ford away. Like that team's not winning with Mary. I agree that they could use a forward, but DeJounte Murray would be a huge upgrade for them. This huge. Thing, like, like honestly, like that's the only thing. Like Wall, Wall needed like you gotta look at it. Like Bill, there's no excuses for Bradley Bill this year. Like this team complements the skill set. And if Johnny Davis hits in a few years, okay, cool. Then we we're imagining, okay, fly Bill over to the one. Let Johnny play the two and guard the best whoever to guard it. Like the guard, um, the best. I don't. I mean, it's not point guard or shooting guard, but the opposing team's best like guard. Like the the theory's there. Like the theory's there for those who like can really see it. It's about like the application. So you get Murray. Like how 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 does that help us get? You want to go because to get Murray, you gotta like mortgage the future. So you're like banking on well, okay, Dejounte is he's the piece. He's not the piece. He's a well, great piece, but the piece is a Ford. But I mean, maybe. But the the thing, oh, Seth, the thing is, no is other Seth. Murray Murray rebounds like a forward already, right? So a lot of the stuff you would want the forward to do, he already oh, does. But on. you want Russ as the forward? In addition to that, you're committed to Beal for five years, right? Beal's yeah. And so if you give up three first-round picks or two first-round picks in a deal for DeJounte Murray, big deal, you know, whatever. I mean, the Wizards at best are going to be picking, you know, 12th, 11th, 13th, 15th. If, if we could – Especially if you like, – but if you trade for DeJounte Murray, you're probably picking more second half of the first round than you are in the lottery. So – and and what I'm saying is that if you're already committed to Beal for five years – you might as well go out and get somebody who can actually help him uh, help the team win. We and did. Murray would have been a really good guy to get that because they wouldn't have had to give up any players, which means that they then could have used the players to make other trades. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's so like, I example, don't know. We have packaged then Kuzma and Avdia and maybe some other stuff and gotten like John Collins or something like that. Right. He's not, so, he's not the piece. This team, like. All right, it's it's a lot of ifs, and we'll we'll probably like have to dive into this as close the closer we get to the season. But this team is I I don't know this team if it plays the way Tommy and Wes are talking about. This team is perfectly set up to be good. It's about like now can a coach 
does the coach offensive system keep these guys happy? Does he does he know like what they need, what they want to succeed, what will make them buy in? That's T T B D. We'll we'll find that out towards January twenty twenty three. We'll we'll have a clearer picture of that. But like what what more does Bill need outside of that force? And I think like uh I think uh from the account it was tweeted out that, you know, if the plan is to build a bench mob full of lottery picks, okay, innovative. It's novel. Let's see how it goes. Like let's see how it goes. You you have to think teams play their five typically play their five best guys. We're playing lottery picks against two way players. Well, here's the thing. up and down players. These lottery picks, and I'm using air quotes. I mean, yes, they were picked in the lottery. However, um, they haven't really performed at that level since they've gotten into the league. And show me enough. Then show me enough. um, Some of them, it's a little suspect. Like I think Avdia got quite a bit overrated in his in his draft class. Um, You know, I you know I'm not the biggest uh, Rui Hachimura believer. So we'll see. I mean, here's the thing. If one of those guys or two of those guys, you know, from the Hachimura, Avdia, Kispert group, if one of or two of them break through and become like really solid players, you know, sub all-star, then, you know, they have a chance to be pretty decent. Well, see, that's the thing. We don't even need sub all-star. And that, that's more like we don't need that. We need our six, seven, eight guys to cook their sixth, seventh, eighth guy. Like starters, the game is long. Like bench is, bench is key. Like very rarely does a bench, like a bench may outplay the starters like over a course of a year, but very rarely is a bench as good as the starting five. And I'm not saying like I'll bench, like if that is the plan, like if they are trying to develop that, but Again, you take their words at face value, like the kids are coming off the bench. A lot of folks agree that's a better equipped role for them. And I'm with that. They get to cook your six, seven, eight best guys. You look at you look at championship contenders even, right? Okay, take Boston. They're starting five. We know they're six, seven, eight guys. They have Brogdon and now Derek White. And then who would you say after that? Pritchard or Grant Williams? Okay. We have Rui, Denny, Corey. We're not far off. So we're not like and, we're not uh, far they're off. They're pretty far off. <laughs> they're pretty far well, off. I mean, no, they they we're we're not that. I'm talking in terms of talent. Like these guys play different roles. So I I think like that's what I'm saying. I think that he has a bench. That's, like I mean, Brad can get his rest. He has a bench. He has defensive minded guards around him. He has a big man. He can lob it two big men. He can lob it to, um, you know. Shit, so I'm even saying I see your your I read your stuff on um, Bullets Forever. Shit, it, it seems like we dump it down to Vernon Curry. That dude in a bucket. I looked at his PPA. I was like, wait, he could get this PPA? Vernon <laughs> Curry Jr. You know what I mean? Like, so hey, if if that's to be real, like hey, could Vernon Curry Jr. cook their third best center? That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the play there. But anyway, that's like that's a lot of um. A lot of time we spent on Mr. Barbie Marks, who I don't like that dude. Um, he he talking about Russell Westbrook too negatively. Like I know Barbie Marks probably doesn't play basketball anymore, so he's stuck in the time. Like you gotta get out there. Everyone knows you can have a a freaking bad game. Like if you really play, you're more sensitive 
and um you 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 empathetic with like the struggles of a game you understand the emotions because you too are involved in it and it's like you know someone understanding like a woman's emotion from 1970s or 1980s or 1990s differ from 2020s right so even if you say oh we played back then you gotta still play now and there's ways to do it i know a 77 year old dude in both dc and oakland california both like my my places uh who still play basketball one white one black they not as effective but they understand they understand yeah, yeah. i digress but anyway, well, so the bright side for me is that even before there was a three-point line i played pretty much the way the guys play now so uh, I, would, before I, your was time? Just, I was just ahead of my time anyway yeah. um let's move on from bobby marks because i do like him i think he's all right but i don't like no. that guy i mean I when like i say that. i like him I find him entertaining. You know, he seems like entertaining. A nice guy. Entertaining. Yeah. Man, he vanilla is they call. Look, he he asks questions like, "Can you build around a fifty million dollar a year player when you don't I'm have a clean number two in place? When when I, one of I the rosters that, that he's talking about like, doesn't have a number one in place? So I find that entertaining. <laughs> okay. So okay. So you, I say nothing about this into life. That's you. Like, let me be clear. I just I don't like the guy. <laughs> no, I don't like the guy. That's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. Next question. You, you and I, we, we started talking. We closed our last episode talking about your favorite player, Lou Dort, or one of Love your favorite Lou players. Uh, I like him a lot. And so the one question that we should have addressed as we were talking, Lou Dort signs five-year contract, $87.5 million. Who would you rather have? Lou Dort at $87.5 million over five years or Bradley Beal? At two hundred fifty-one million over five years. That's easy, but I like that's the easiest question I've ever been asked. Oh, it's Lou Dort, <laughs> hands down. Oh, hands down, hands down, Lou Dort, Lou Dort. You want the why? Yeah, of Disclaimer, course. Brad, you're you're a way superior player than Lou Dort right now. Like mm. offensively, you you got it. Lou can give you buckets. Lou can guard you on defense. Lou could play with his heart out. I'm riding with those guys. That's not to say Brad isn't, but I feel like, you know, you get Lou Dort at $87 million and he's growing versus, like, Brad probably in his prime. He's, he's crystallizing. He's bringing it, putting it all together now. We have three years of breakness left. I'm just going to take the younger fella. Like, don't, don't hate me blaming on Darwinism. You know, a social evolution. You got to yeah. go with a younger fella. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I do think that's the right answer. I think that if you took money, it's kind of an interesting question, even if you take the money out of it. If you say, basically, do you want the next five years of Lou Dort or do you want the next five years of Bradley Beal? That's an interesting question because. Okay. You got to add a qualifier, Beal. one more qualifier to it though. Yeah. Like the type of team. It's like, if you're trying to win, a championship, do you want Lou Dort or Bradley Bill? You know, if I'm going to take the next five years of Brad if I'm trying to put together a championship team. But if See, I'm trying to, like, get the – who I think – who I would rather have more, like, just straight up, like, no other qualifiers, I'm still taking Lou Dort. So if money was not – the if the money was the same, I I might – I think I would lean your way. Um, and Brad, and taking Brad? Even though okay. I think that Beal is 
is might already be starting his age-related decline. He's he just turned 29. Players like him have often uh, fallen off pretty significantly at about this age. And he did last season was a pretty precipitous drop. And he's coming off of a serious wrist injury mm-hmm. where the recovery rate is not that high. So okay. or is, is lower than you would like if you just paid him $251 million, right? Hey, that stuff is real. Hey, Brad, hey, you could fight father time. Look, man, I uh, I broke my thumb. I felt like 20, 28, 28 really years, like you're, it, the game slows down for you. Like you yeah. can walk in a gym, talk shit, like say, yo, I'm nice to folks. And they won't believe you because like, you don't look like the part. Like you don't look like a basketball player or whatever, right? And then you go back it up and then they get mad that you talk shit about you backing up when you said you were, were when you walk in, right? Yeah, and then, boom, yeah. everything's going great. And then playing one-on-one, the dude tried to create space by kicking his foot out, like a la Reggie Miller. But uh, this yeah, my yeah. guy. This my guy. Adi, he's probably he's probably the best player in the gym. Like, really nice. Like, super nice. And, boom, Ben and Frank trailed the thumb. And yeah. you can't play for, like, after the procedure, you can't play for, like, seven weeks. I went back in five. I don't follow the rules. But still, you, you don't feel it. And then it's like, even till today, after surgery and healed, it never feels the same. Right. And like, so yeah, 29 is rough. And then 29 is rough, Brad. I'm praying for you. You can fight for all the time. Just eat better. Uh, he got all the money in the world. He could pay his chef to live with a meal. Yes. Yes, he could. He can get all the LeBron. LeBron showed you fell us the way. Yep. Got a million on your body, bro. You playing a 37. Yep. You playing yep. a 37. So, I, hey, Brad. I agree. I agree. I, I don't I have that, that money. I can't do that. Right. With the, I don't have that money. I, well, yeah. I mean, we're doing like Green Chef, right? You know, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to get Green Chef. Uh, oh, no. I'm shit, running Whole Foods every day. Yeah. yeah. I'm economical with it. I can be yeah. very economical with it. Yeah. But I would like a chef. Like, I would love to extend, like, my prime to I'm 50. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've been telling folks, like, I'd be like, yo, I'm about to turn 30. You look 22 bro i'm trying to extend my prime to 50 but it's hard you gotta you gotta pay more you gotta do different stuff you're about to turn 30 i mean you don't look a day over like 29 and a half oh thank you i appreciate that yeah yeah i appreciate <laughs> that that means a lot but yeah but yeah, yeah so anyway no yeah, if, I'll, I'll if, if i was trying back. to build a championship team though based on the, the players current age and money um i would pick dirt uh dort um actually okay and with, I hope with you age and money in you know with, with knowing exactly what they are right now. If I'm trying to build a champion, a team that will win a championship in the next five years, I think Dort has a better chance of being a, like a, a better player, a, a key better player, player, a key player, key player in that system. Huh. Because it, you're assuming He's that you can make a lot of other moves around him, right? He's a star. And so Dort, I feel like I can plug him in in a lot of different roles, a lot of different spots. I could ask him to score. I could ask him to not score. And whatever I ask him to do, I know he's, he's always going to defend and knock people around, right? Not even defend. Like, everyone – like, you could defend, like, great players. You just hope you make them miss way more than they make, right? Like, you don't want them going 10 for 16. You hope they go 10 for, like, 24, 10 for 25. Okay, yeah. school. They still won't give you some buckets, right? Yeah. Lou Dort can shut people down. Yeah, so Lou, here's the thing. Lou Dort will this annoy blasphemy. the crap out of people. I know people haven't seen a lot of OKC lately. Uh, and then the rare chance you did see them when they made the playoffs, you had sad-ass Mike um, 
Stan Van Gundy. Lil Dort is taking these shots. He's brought in the best player, offensive player in the game at that time, which was H-Town James Harden. Making his view, he he put he started the James Harden decline. Udora made this man work for it. Harden was a star. He still came on top. Yeah. So you may just be familiar with him missing threes. My man got in the gym, and he knocks down. I mean, you know, he's not, still a thirty-two percent three-point shooter, but I think that he, he, he had an injury. He played injured last year. Right, he but I also think that. I also think that in the you know in the right kind of situation where he's not being expected to be like a lead, a leading scorer, where he's, he can be he's a little bit more selective. Player. If he's your fourth most shot attempt, like Lou Dort gets your yeah. fourth most shot attempts, dude, yep. dude. You're fine. You're fine. Dude, you're great. It's a great – I wanted him to come to D.C. Damn. I, yep. I, think, yep. I think we tweeted about that. But, yep. yeah, so Withers fans, so, like, if, if you, all, you all may disagree, call us stupid, whatever. But just check out Lou Dort. Keep – He's an up-and-coming special player. And if you're a fan of, like, Christ Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, I can't really say LeBron, LeBron. LeBron's a great passer. Lou hasn't really shown me. That's in his bag. But if you're fans of those, like, two-way players who want to go after you on offense and try to lock your ass up on D, check out Lou Dort, man. That's all, that's all we're saying. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy – I just – I mean, I like that. better than Brett. Just like that now. psycho-competitive – Get your stuff. You know, he has you, that dog in him as a kid. He might today. break his wrist on one play, but he's gonna come right back. He's gonna like just tape it up. Uh, we'll X-ray it after the game. You know that kind of guy. You know, I like and him. The crazy thing is, to you all who may be unfamiliar with him, he didn't get drafted because of his shooting stuff, and like he never had to work on. It. Like think about it. Like if you to play his type of game, think of the stuff he had to work on. Like defense, like. He's had to like guard better players his whole life to get that good at defense. That some of these great offensive minded players, shit just doesn't work on him. He's yeah. anticipating and doing it. And it's like, okay. And then now learning how to shoot is the easiest thing in the world. You just need the time and the reps in it. So, yeah. So yeah. That's just another point. So, yeah, um, to the, whoever is telling me, if you're listening, man. I mean, go trade for Lou Dora, bro. I ship Kyle Kuzma up out of here quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think, though, I will say that uh, I don't think um, Oklahoma City is trading Dort. Um, not for no. Kuzma. Um, <laughs> no, for sure not for Kuzma. I mean, they paid him. One, they paid him, I think, to reward they him for the work him. that he's done. And then I think they're, they also paid him, structured his contract in a way that they'll be able to trade him if something comes up that he's a he's a salary a big enough salary that he can slot into a lot of different kinds of deals. Um, so all right. Hi, this is Kevin, and I wanted to share with you briefly about a product I've recently been introduced to called Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a supplement. It's a powder form, and you basically add a scoop to a cup of water in the morning and when you do, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. The ingredients support gut health, support your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you can do all of it with Athletic Greens. It contains 
less than one gram of sugar per serving, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it still tastes good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. I could use some of that right now. It'll also, it's not expensive. It costs you less than $3 a day. And I know that a lot of folks are spending more than that on coffee or energy drinks. And this will be better for you than that. Um, Athletic Greens, in addition to when you make a purchase, for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations to help get nutritious food to kids in need. It includes the No Kid, Re- no Kid Hungry, which is, operates here in the United States. In 2020, uh, Athletic Greens donated more than 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens/emerging. That's athleticgreens/emerging to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah. All right. He one uh, got well. Two more questions. Let's do this one. This one came in via email. Um, a guy named John sent this to me, and his question was really about Jordan Shackle. Um, you know, who's playing a summer league. For those who don't know, the scouting the, the scouting report on Shackle. He was an undrafted free agent. Shackle uh, can shoot. Right. He can shoot threes. He's he's a terrific shooter. Uh, when I evaluated him. I kind of, I was doing like this big batch of players and he actually popped out with a draftable grade. Normally when I run the numbers on a big batch of players, the reason I'm running them as a big batch of, in the big batch is because they don't show up like in anybody's top hundred, right? Or maybe they show up as like the, you know, the 90th player in the top hundred. Uh, Shackle popped out as somebody having a draftable grade. And so I did some more research on him to figure out like, who is this guy? Why doesn't anybody have him? And the reason why is because basically he doesn't do anything else on the floor, right? Uh, That said, if you want just like some fun, go find some college highlights of Shackle because he shoots the ball. He's six, six, you know, about six, six. He's, um, you know, and, and he's, he's not like the most, I would say like, uber fit you know a lot of these guys are like ripped and stuff he's not that he's chubby or anything like that it's just that he's a little more say uh, smoothly built than, than chiseled and um but what he has is he shoots a little bit like steph curry in that it's the the ball hits hits his hands and it's out of his hands like that right it's very quick release very short stroke and he can just knock shots down like crazy and his highlight packages are really entertaining because he can be closely defended. You know how Curry will hit threes when there's a guy practically in his shirt because when he caught the ball, there was that sliver of space and he could get the shot off. Well, Shackle's got a little bit of that too, right? It's not quite as successful at the the G League level or even in summer league because the players are bigger and a little bit faster. So that little sliver of space isn't isn't quite as much as it was when he was in college. That said, He's he's an entertaining player. I like him a lot. Um, 
But anyway, John's question was really kind of a comparison. It's like, is, so he had a, a series of questions. Like one, is Shackle at about the same talent level as like Kispert, Avdia, Hachimura? And then his next question there was a little bit more of like, what does Corey Kispert do that Shackle doesn't, right? So. Okay. okay, the first part of that question, easy. Hell no. The court, like, he, he, he's not, he's not like on Benny Rui level at all. Now, Corey has to think. I'm going to say he's not on Corey's level because Corey seems more athletic than him. Mm-hmm. And that matters in the NBA. Like, like Corey, like Shackle, watching these Geely games, like, he, he doesn't seem athletic. And I don't know if it's his build, though. He, he always was like that. But then there's a dude in Memphis they call slow-mo. But he can do more things than just shoot. So I don't know. Now, who, what will... What does Corey give us that shackle cutting? So hold on, before you get there, let me let me share a little bit of my thoughts on like is is he at the same level? And I think you're correct that he's not at the same talent level as those guys. And I think that shackle actually that, that one of the reasons why is that he is so one-dimensional. That's not to say that Kispert has like a lot of dimension to his game otherwise. But Kispert can at least put the ball on the floor, attack closeouts. He's a good cutter. Um, he will compete on defense. He's not particularly effective, but he will compete. And he's got like just enough passing that if he attacks a closeout and you successfully make the rotation, he can make that next pass, right? Shackle hasn't really shown that. Um, so Shackle is a specialist, a shooting specialist in an era where I think specialization is, is on its way out. It's something that you referenced earlier where we, we talk about positionless basketball and um, Shackle is like, he's one thing. He can come yeah. in, he can shoot, that's it. And he fits in well, if you have, if you are built well to a point, if you have the theory of team building, which is that you, you basically collect these packets of specialties and you put the right combination of specialties on the floor at the same time and you win, right? Because you, I guess the idea is you get synergy or something like that. And I think, well, I've said this a billion times, but I think that that's wrong. I think it's always been wrong. And I think the reason for that is that in basketball, you have to do everything. You have, you have to take the whole player. That doesn't mean that every player has to do every job on the court, right? You don't necessarily want like Dwight Howard or uh, Andre Drummond bringing the ball up the court on the fast break, right? But the point being though, that you you need players who can do multiple things out there. They have to be able to defend. Shackle doesn't really do that very well, right? You, they have to be able to pass a little bit. He doesn't do that. He, you, you know, there's a whole set of things that you need a guy who's a six six wing to be able to do, and he doesn't do any of them except shoot. Yeah. That's not to say think, he can't learn to do those things, although he is already 24. But he, if he learns to do those things, then he's improved and maybe he can crack the, the, the rotation. I, but at I, any rate, I think the reason why is he's too much of a specialist. Yeah, a shackle. At one point, he had to do more, though. Like, at one point, he was more. Like, all, all basketball players were more. So, hey, shackle, if you're listening, buddy, get on that LeBron thing. Spend, spend that hey, and I gotta say, 20% of that G League salary on your body. Shackle's um, one of my yeah. favorite players. I love watching this guy play. So I love going back and watching those college highlights. I love players like him, right? Where he's just like such a cold-blooded shooter. It's just, 
you know, yeah. if he wants to stick in the NBA, I think he needs to do more. Now, but back to the the what does for like because some of them points he was making uh like that are not on Shackle's side of the ledger. Um, I was thinking, well, you know, limb scale is equally balanced because Corey, he suffers from that, that same shit, right? Like, he can't defend. But the difference, it comes down to um, athleticism. And I recall a play against the Warriors. I think it might have been a Wizards' first bucket. Corey pump fake from the three. He's got to respect him out there. Even if he can't hit, it's like the the threat of the, the threat of the three. Like I read this article, I forget the lady's name, but does the, the threat of a, a three affect like spacing? It does, right? Like if you oh, came Cooper, yeah. Yes, that lady. Yes, 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 He's yes, like yes. Only yes. one of the best writers on the planet. Uh yes. writers on the planet. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And it was like, you know, I, I didn't need all analytics to to tell me what what uh, what was obvious, but she explained it. She she backed up theory, like yo, it does impact it because like a pump fake. If forgive me, if if like Russ shoots from the three, pump fakes from the three, I'm not I'm not running at him. Hence why I don't understand like click aside. I don't understand why he's not a good three point shooter. People won't let him shoot his whole the rest of his life, and if they let you shoot, aren't those the shots you practice? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's easy. That's their fuck up, you know? But I got to say, Russ, I love Russ, but he has some of the most incredibly awful misses I've ever seen. Because he's thinking too much. Yeah, slow down, yeah. just slow down, get to the practice shot. Hence yeah. the practice shot. But um, back to court, I recall, like, he pumps eight. Um, I don't recall who the Golden State defender was. Drove past it, and then bang, and I jumped up, bang on him, Corey. I don't see Shackle giving me that. You know, like, yeah. and that, that's why I think, like, to to the question, what's his name, John? John asked the question? Yeah. Yeah, to John, I, I think athleticism in the NBA, even if it's just a sliver, is better than no athleticism because, I, you know, even if you skill just as a shooter, like, people think Steph is just, like, a shooter. His athleticism is crazy. Like, his how yeah. how he can move, maneuver. It's you need athleticism, and Shackle doesn't have it. Then Corey gives us the threat. That's that's the secret. One of his not secrets. I mean, it's not secret at all. On, on like Steph Curry, for example. I mean, He's yeah, athletic. Steph is that his shooting is his like superpower, right? Yeah. But along with that, it's like he he also has elite ball handling. He also yeah, has elite quickness. And now, because he's worked so hard, he also has elite strength, right? And so, I mean, Draymond Green was talking, and it's not hyperbole, that, you know, Steph is the strongest guy on the Golden State team. And that's quite something yeah. for, you know, 6'3 guard who doesn't look like he's big until you, like, get that close-up of him, and you're like, oh, yeah. He built his body. You know, he got bigger. He was slender. He worked. Yeah, he was a slender guy. But he's not athletic. People don't know. Like, they just fall in love. Like, shooters, they want to be like stuff. It's like, bro, you're not athletic enough. I could run your ass off and you can't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need athleticism. You can't just be a shooter. You can't just be a specialist. But then it begs the question, all right, full disclosure, I'm not a Corey Kisper fan. Like, I'm not. Like, I I know people want him to start. Um, people were proud of what he what he accomplished last year. It's just that 
I don't see him getting better than what he what he gave us last year. Like the percentages may the percentages may even out, but I think the volume will go down. Like now, you know, he got to get some more shots up with Phil being out and he played the most minutes of the young guy. Like he started. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when I asked you like how much how many minutes Corey played and you said that I was like, Oh wow. But so I think like his volume of shots will go down, but the importance of them will rise. Like every time I kick into a shooter and we draw a play for you and you miss, it's like you do your damn job. You got one job, like do your damn job. But anyway, and I, I don't think he he's at that level where it's like um, fast break economics. That dude, we actually had him on here. He explained that you need him to be a sniper. Like he's getting shots, but like when he catches the ball, like some old JJ Reddick stuff. Like even if you're on his hip, I'm rising and pulling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you need him to do that. And and you I need him hitting forty percent. You need him to hit. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think so. I don't think so. But again, if he if he proves me wrong, if and like he comes back. And he works on, he develops his handle, other stuff, and that it's whatever. But also, I'm not, I'm not a fan of just the the three and D guy. And see, I'm okay. I mean, I think there's, that, you know, you accept that role. I don't really. It's like, I think, it's like, you're a three. I and think D there's, guy. I mean, there's value for a, a, you know, a guy, a three and D kind of guy. I think that Kispert would probably be more effective and more useful um, with with a team where they had a true number one guy who could really truly draw in like defensive attention. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like yeah, he, he cow with shots. LeBron, you know, he, he cow with LeBron. Yeah. But it's like, Oh, a Shane Batty. No, Shane Batty could, could do other stuff. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but I'm anyway, I digress. Look, I yeah, mean, Corver's best years were in Atlanta and, um, but he was, you know, low usage, 14, 15, 13% sometimes usage. But the thing with Corver was, you knew he was, you know, if you left him open for a split second and he got the ball, that, that ball was going in the bucket, right? And from three. <laughs> and so, um, but the thing, the secret with uh, Corver was that he was actually a pretty good defender, right? I mean, not like an elite all defense level kind of guy. He, would try. But he, was, he was effective in part. I mean, he yeah. was big and he was mobile. Right, he, he was, was six, big. seven. Yeah. yeah, he could he could switch. He could hold his own against power forwards. You know the the like real power forwards of that day. He could he could keep up with small forwards because he had some decent foot speed. He could even guard yeah. some shooting guards because they tend to be quicker. Off. But he 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 could give him space because he generally had a size advantage on him. So you know, yeah, that no, was like the I like Cal Corver secret. I like Cal Corver. I I once dropped fifty when I'm on two K. D Will's my guy. D Will have maybe like eighteen assists, something like that. Two K. Kyle Porter. Like I like taking one player and like telling you I'm gonna get fifty and then try. If I lose, I lose. I have fun. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Like on God. Like I, I once made one of my one of my good friends. Like I, don't, I never played with the Heat. The Heat were my college days. LeBron made that decision the year I, uh, I graduated from high school. So that following fall. Everyone on 2K used the freaking heat. And so I was like, it's not fair. Like, I would beat the heat with Kobe. Like, dude, I'm getting 60. Oh, I'm getting 50. One play. If I lose, you need three superstars. That was the first time 
us young folks have heard of that, right? Like, <laughs> then you, you dive into history and it's like, no, that's been around forever, young fella. Like, let me tell you about these three great players, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I used LeBron once at 55 and a half. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. <laughs> so Kyle Corver, though, wasn't fair. The way he could shoot, oh, man, yeah. leak him out. But anyway, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that's just my whole thing. So to recap it, uh, no, Shackle is not better than any of the young guys. That's actually kind of disrespectful. I don't even think he's on the um, same like level talent wise. I think he's a he's an echelon below. That's not to say he he can't find a role. That's in not the saying NBA. He, he doesn't suck. I'm not saying Shackle sucks. Yeah, he can shoot, and I think with that skill he can find a, a spot. But I think it needs to be at a team where mm. the I, I would say not like the Wizards, but a team where there are more more of the like work of basketball is being done by other guys yeah. so that he like can Duncan, just... Duncan Robinson um he Duncan Robinson messed up his career he's not going again he's not going to slip the lead because Duncan Robinson they, them fellas got exposed them yeah. specialists they've been exposed but all right let, let's say I because we had to do an episode one day on specialists I hate the term yeah I hate yeah. the word everything yeah, about it I think, I think we may have already done it today, at least, but we can talk about it some more. But I, yeah, I think that the whole idea in basketball is, is for the most part wrong. So, um, yeah, especially, it's like, dude, you can't pass, you can't defend like big men. Right? No, I'm sorry, I gotta go there. Like, maybe big we do a two part like, where we talk about like the value of analytics and uh, why specialists aren't a real thing in basketball. Um, or maybe okay, we do two, 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 those are a couple, maybe two episodes there. So, all right, all right let's, let's do one more question. Then we'll, right. we'll wrap up. And this one comes from Matt Moderno. He said, game of one-on-one mm-hmm. in our primes, who wins mm-hmm. you or me, Kevin or Ron? Uh, so, What's your prime? Uh, let's see. What's my prime? prime. Are you still playing at 28, 29? Yeah, but that was, I was, I was, Already out of my prime by then because I had my prime probably the best I played was probably um, like my it would have been my senior year in high school before I dislocated my knee. Okay. And after I dislocated my knee, uh, my my vertical leap, such as it was, uh, Mm -hmm. disappeared in in a lot of places. And I was never quick or fast, (laughs) but uh, I slowed down. You never saw. You never saw a step back perform, so you never like that wasn't in your era. Uh, you I mean, there were guys. My prime had, had step back. Yeah, but my guy. I mean, at, at the time, there were probably a few guys who shot step backs. Certainly, there were fadeaways, and I, I had a good fadeaway and stuff. Okay. So wait a minute. For, but okay, here's my first question: Like, how tall are you? I'm only five eight. Okay, but so crazy that would be that that crazy so, athletic. So now we have the classic matchup because I would have been, I was six, two and um, my, before my junior year, I mean, before my senior year, I had, I had started been lifting weights for a while. Um, not like a oh, long we, time. We playing three dribbles, dude. No, he thought you was going to use the old shock rules. Oh, I'm going to just back them down for 40 seconds. Uh-uh. Three dribbles, dude. It's skill. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. One-on-one is a skill game. Let's put it this way. I could back you down to three, three dribbles. I don't, so. I don't know, man. I'm a, because here's the I'm thing a, is that my game. Tommy do say, oh, you're strong. I'm like, I'm like that Steph Curry Y restraint. But so, so my game, yeah, what, I, what I did well, <laughs> what I did well in terms of like the ability to, 
you know, what I did well was shooting from distance. So I was a good long range shooter. And so I could take those three dribbles back you down to, even if we're starting out top, I could get to the free throw line and then shoot a fadeaway right over you. And it had a pretty good I chance of going in. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hear you. No, I've, um, these would be the rules, three dribbles, best of seven. I'm getting you out in six. Max. Wait, Matt said, Matt said the game's to 11. No, no one plays basketball just one-off. Like, you can't just do a one-off game. That's not – anyone could oh, get you're, are, Oh, you're saying a, a best-of-seven series. Yeah, yeah, I'll play a best-of-seven series. Like, all, all my one-on-ones I, – I, yo, every Friday – I hate the pandemic. I hate how they close up basketball first. But every Friday, I would play uh, six – like, about a 6-2 guy, maybe 6-1. His name uh, – he's from North Carolina. I want to say – J-Mo? He went by J-Mo. I haven't said – I'm not good with names, but and my lady be like, oh, you you, you rule. You don't remember people. They remember me. I don't remember them. <laughs> this is the way it is. This is the way it goes. They're not me. Like, they remember me. I don't have that great of a memory. Um, that's how I go. But um, we would play one-on-one, best of seven, every Friday, and then Saturday we would run together in the Saturday run. Sometimes he'd get me out of there in seven. He'd use your way, like just the straight power. He got the, the Zebo game. He like, he a bully. Other games, yeah. boy, I would have, I would ask him for mercy so he won't sweep him. Like, I'll be up like 12, 8, be like, hey, ask for mercy or, or it's going to be a sweep. And I'm just telling you, dude, like, I anyway, long-winded way to say, I don't know. I don't think the strength game, like, really works on one-on-one, like, the way, the way it would in the game. Like, I could foul you all the time. Yeah. I could foul you. I could foul you. You can't foul you. did what? In high school, it was five fouls. College is five fouls, and then the NBA summer league is ten. How did that happen? In the NBA, no, NBA six. summer league, summer league, you get Plus, ten. Summer league, but we're talking about well, the all right. But okay, so here's so the you, thing. You here's have, the thing. You have the shot. You have the height advantage, but then what about speed? Boy, like so, you never saw Derrick Rose play. You never seen a Derrick Rose in your day. I mean, I played against Rod Strickland briefly. Right, so Rod was really fast. There, there were fast point guards. Derrick Rose Rod was fits creative. into a continuum of fast point guards. No, I mean, I grew up watching Isaiah Thomas. So, you know. He was the A-punk. But Isaiah Thomas, I'm, I'm faster than Isaiah Thomas in his crown. I know that for a fact. No, I'm not, like, dude, it's evolution, dude. It's evolution. See, I haven't seen you play, so I can't say for sure, but let me put it this I, way. I, I'm I come out here. Okay, hey, hey, hey. We um, I'm, well, I don't really do the recording. They record Saturday I mean, morning runs. I've, I've certainly um, watched Iverson play. Is basically everything from not, when he got to Georgetown. You know. Yeah, I'm not a pro like like AI or anything like that. It just goes. This is where I have you at. You're prime for high school. I'm still in my prime. Like I, I, I play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, twelve. I shouldn't say this, and especially I'm using like the work Zoom. Like they're gonna get me on this one, but they know. I go, uh, I take, I get up at 5 a.m. I take my break at noon. I get there at 12, 10, because sometimes they don't like being on the first game. Like, you you get on that loser team, that one player who can't play defense, that everyone just going to call a pick on that man and force him to the guard. You don't want that. I'm not here to lose. I'm like winning. So then you kind of see who lost, and then it's like, all right, cool, you ready. Um, yeah, I play three times a week, dude. Am I proud? Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, in my prime, in my prime, I was playing seven days a week. So, and I was probably yeah, playing I, for, I was playing for a lot longer than a lunch break. 
And I was also working on skills on my own. I was um, lifting, I was running. I, it would have been pretty interesting. Now, see, here's the thing though, is, I mean, I don't know. It would probably be the only way. Would have been an the only way you would have gotten me out of like one, like if if you make all your shots. But I'm like a great before. Like I started playing basketball. I'm a soccer player. Like I'm great at that. I think I really hold my parents uh, hostage on their mentors for like not letting me try to become a pro in that, making me focus on education. Because it's like fuck education, dude. Education doesn't pay, dude. Like sports pays. So my, like my thing with that is I, I, I play soccer as well. I was a goalkeeper. And um, I, what I would say is um, I, my parents, my parents let me make one of the most stupid decisions of my life. And that is that I did not play soccer my junior year in high school after this is after I had um, some ACC scouts express interest. They had come to see these uh, Mexican brothers at another school um, mm. play and I stoned them. They beat me one zero, but I stoned them over yeah. and over and over again. Right. And oh, so yeah, okay. I decided not to play my junior year in soccer because I wanted to kind of, uh, concentrate Focus on basketball. basketball. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. Stupid. You could have, well, I was okay. I love basketball. I like the point of that. It's like, like to get on the court, I first, like, I had to like play decent and like there are parallels between the two games. What, what, girl? Mm-hmm. There are parallels between the two games and um like I, I'm a great passer and I was a great defender and I didn't know how to score like I would get like I'm fast every court I've ever been on one top three fastest guys court with the ball like not just like fast too so you know fast on defense like you may thought you got passing but aha there I am like you know like that was type of stuff because like I couldn't score like I didn't know the concept of scoring like I didn't grow up like shooting a basketball I grew up kicking a ball um mm-hmm. And so then it's like, yo, they only respect you if you learn how to score. So by college, I had, like, I had layups down. Before I would get there, smoke it because I'm going too fast. Like, like oh, like, bad misses. Like, that's how I know Russ is going too fast. But then, you know, my parents' education is making me focus on how do you learn? Ah, repetition and application. Mm-hmm. Try, try, try. So it's like slow by surely. Got the layup. Got the floater. Got the mid-range. Got the three is only like thirty five percent. That's not my my bread and butter. I, I'm more of a like a, a fu three point shooter. It's like your hand in my face, hold this fu. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's my ego the shot. Like I because that's how <laughs> it used to be. Like a three, like somebody just bomb a three on you. Like Steph when he hits threes on folks makes them so mad. Like the three is just the ultimate fu shot. Yeah, like, so uh, I gotta say that there's a, f- a fair number of uh, my own three point attempts that were. Very much. Oh, you're gonna you, you think you're guarding me closely? Let me just knock this down in your face anyway. Yeah. But then this also I'll say, I don't know, my prime dude. Like so I, I wasn't good enough early on to play against like the best players. Like and a weird thing, a, a guy who responded to Domo's question about oh, you and Domo were bantering around about like Gaffer and events starting, Jay Duncan, he's a six six dude who lives at, like, my mom's, like, condo place, like, in, like, right outside D.C. and Alexandria at Watergate. And we're, like, we're, like, 14-year-olds, 13, 14-year-olds, and he's taking us to the post. He's abusing us. And then it's, like, you know, you can't stop him on defense. You just got to maximize your offense. Like, you you can't miss too many. See how to learn how to finish over 6'6 dudes, 
get rebounds over six six dude. So like now in my prime, I'm playing against these six four dudes, six three lower level D ones like the Mississippi Valleys, the the um what was that San Diego? Not San Diego, San Jose State. Like players mm-hmm. like that. But on a on a floor telling me like nah Ron, you an X factor. You an X factor. So nah, in my prime, nah, dude. At best six games. No high school kids beating me in a seven game series. Now if your prime is in your twenties or so, I'm mean, like, okay, I'll probably get you out of there in seven. Like but high school, dude, high school well, I'm gonna get in your head in high school. Your prime remember you gotta transport back to your prime. So you're saying what, eighteen year old cats, seventeen year old cats? Yeah, about 17, probably. 17-year-old Cavs versus 29. Well, I, and I'm only now, like, not as much of a shit talker because even though I only talk about myself, uh, my, my girl has helped me to see that uh, it may be people feeling less about themselves. As, although that shouldn't be my problem. But, yeah, I'm talking trash to you. I'm getting in your head. You, you miss no, one. This I'm trying, no, I'm getting out of your six. Everyone. I'm saying you don't get the first game. Everyone thought they could get into my head by talking trash, and everyone was wrong. You know how much trash they've talked to me just because I was always a even I couldn't didn't know. I I had I had everybody trying to talk trash trash to me because I'm white, right? Uh, And And that's just a race thing. That's just whether or not you 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 afraid or not. Once they respected you and they still talk trash to you, that shit can get in your head. There was there were a few games, but there was one game in particular. I, I wrecked this guy from opening tip to the end of the game. And he was still talking shit at the end of the game about how I got lucky. And he couldn't wait to see us, see me again the next time we played. And when we played, I lit him up again, right? Okay. I destroyed him. And he Damn. still talked crap at the end of the game. So, I respect him. I respect him. You could talk I it. Didn't. I didn't. I thought he was a dumbass. <laughs> if, you, if, if you can talk shit, you got to be able to talk shit when you went, like, this past so again we play Monday Wednesday Friday noon to usually like 140 140-ish and you know great great games like everyone's like evenly matched we we do it and I except for me I always got a guard like a D1 player my boy Rob he's 23 he's 23 he was at Mississippi Valley he he got the the Dane Lillard like he could shoot that hole from 40 feet but you can I could defend him somewhere you can make him struggle and he can't play defense or for lick, so you attack him. Um, I get us a 7-2 lead. We go to 10. This dude got four straight screens, pulled up from 40, hit them shots. They beat us 10-8, dude. They beat us 10-8. And it's like, I still talk shit. You got to be able to talk shit when you win and when you I lose. Mean, Otherwise, it, it, don't talk shit at all. When you've just been outscored like 24-4, to four, you know, and, and you've lost a game by like 30 or 40 points, which is Still what happened in both those games, basically, that that's a point at which you stop talking, right? No, nah, you have to. You have to. Or at least you always. say, at well, least at the good. end, you say good game, right? Yeah, you know, always good game. See, I tell the fellas, I used, we used to, all of us who hope at the noon run, besides like doing a little economically better than the, the angry men who hope at the five o'clock run, because we're still like working from home and have the financial freedom to do so, we started 12 o'clock running. Like former um, one dude, he played with not Tyus Jones, but his brother on uh, mm-hmm. Apple Valley in high school. Then he went to Minnesota. He didn't play for Minnesota. He wasn't, he said he wasn't tall enough. He's good. Most athletic, he's hell athletic. Um, 
Like you got guys like that. You got people from Georgia. You, you got, it's a melting pot within the Bay Area of like great hoopers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a melting pot. And so if you ever, if you ever is out this way, come hoop with us, dude. It's someone who probably like, will be around your age who will come, uh, probably got a similar skill set. And then that's how you learn best, duel against someone with your same skill set. Yeah. And so, yeah, so come through. But if you get switched on to me, I'm cooking you. Like, you might not be able to keep up. No, no man, you'd be surprised. Even in your prime. Even can, in your prime. No. In your no, prime, I, knew a, I, I worked. I, I was a good defender, too. So. Hell athletic, dude. I'm hell athletic. Good defender. But, yeah, you got you was a good defender moves back then. Here's I'm the, not mad Are we going to have – the key rule for me is do we get threes? Do, do, yeah, um, you get threes. I'm going to hit a few threes in your face. I love it. Like, I call it Reggie Miller time. Yeah. I will be knocking down threes and making you feel bad about it. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no, Like even Jay, I'm like, yo, you, you were great. Def- I'm great. Def- and then this is high school. So I'm like, let's put I'm this like, way. Maybe I used to play, so here's the thing. I used to play, um, I used to play one-on-one with this guy named Fritz who was from the Virgin Islands and we would go, go at it. Um, after school, this was, I was at a military school. We would go, we would play for, you know, hour, hour and a half, um, usually probably three or four days a week. And um, Fritz was six, five. He was big dude. He was really quick, um, great athlete. And um, I could score on him. I could mm-hmm. score on him. I had trouble with him primarily because he was big. He was, mm-hmm. he, he yeah. would shoot over me. Right. No, but, height matters. But um we, we didn't have a three dribble rule. The three dribble rule would have helped me a lot, <laughs> but I learned how to shoot over a six, five guy. So yeah. who was more athletic, taller, stronger, jump better, yeah. had long arms, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, a five, eight guy. Nah, dude, but see, that's the thing, right? I learned how to do it against a six, six athletic guy. Like some you, he was top basketball player somewhere. Then his heart, like, yeah, heart issues. Then he got like scholarship to G town and his heart issues. He uh, responded, it's a small world. He responded to that tweet. And then I saw, I was like, wait, I know that face. Like, wait, that's Jay? Wait, yeah. like, yeah. I, and every time, though, I would have beaten him way more times than he, he beat me. Because, like, again, in high school, I would play all the time. He would wait for me to finish my homework. Um, my mom would watch her on the balcony. He lost again. No, I beat him today. Yeah, it made him put his head down in frustration. Like, so, like, those type of things. I learned every time I would have him beat. Um, cause again, I gotta be efficient. Like I knock analytics, but I'm efficient. Like I'm, I rarely have like a four, four, 12 game. It's more like seven, four, 11, but I should have made all 11. I smoked two layups and then missed two threes that I know like I rushed or something. Dude, it's, so, you know, your prime, your prime happened too early to stop me. Like I'm telling you, yeah, my prime was, I'm still that. in my prime. I don't I'm still know. In my prime. I think you, I think you're leaning a little too hard on that age thing, but Here's no, 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 no. Here's the, the thing. In terms I got of, the three, the layup, the left hand, the right hand, the defense. Uh, I can use my own oh, footwork. I'm a Christ Bryant disciple. I'm a soccer player. How are you going to stop the footwork? Uh, I, I play you got, guys with good footwork, too. All I have to solve is the height. But if you want to shoot threes, then, like, I don't have, like, if that's your go-to, I don't have to really worry about that. Yeah. You got I mean, to catch up. The height Hill. is if you... Grand Hill's like, pretty good. If you try to get to a sweet spot and then just fade away. Like my generation, we ain't really do the fadeaways. We you know, we had Christ Bryan. We had the oh punk thing go up in your face. Oh, we it shot, would be we fun though. Shot fadeaways? 
My only thing is, you could still play. You could still play. Like, come, come through. Because in, in Houston, we used to hoop at the place I told you about, Pick Up Fitness USA. That's, that would be good for you. On Sundays, it's an older, an older gentleman, like, professional gentleman. So, like, they are, like, 27 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, it's, like, the young folks who want to go to the NBA. But they 27 have and up is the old guys? <laughs> No, but like if, I'm saying, 27. Like I was probably the young, one of the youngest yeah, ones yeah. at 27. But I'm going against but like 30 year olds. Here's the thing, one on one was not really my game anyway. You oh, know. then you already lost it. So you're not a nah. goal. You're not a goal bucket getter. Nah, I can. I can oh. Let's put it this way: it would be a good game, I think. But my no, th- for me, the more oh, players you added, like. the better. The more players you added, so Correct. same. Same with me. It's, the thing same with me. My the thing I did best, I mean, I could shoot the ball that for sure, and I, you know, I was competitive. I defended all that kind of stuff. But what I really did well was pass. I was a, a hell of a passer. Yeah, so I'm a great. The more the, speed, the more people that were on the floor, the more I had teammates. Because once I started hitting shots, people overreacted to me hitting long shots when there was yeah. no three point line, right? Yeah, I don't roll so, react. I played a percentage. All I needed to do well. Yeah, you still would have lost because I would have hit him. No. Anyway, because after that, though, once people were overreacting, then you just attack the closeout and then you start hitting people, right? I mean, it's a, it's it gets pretty simple to me anyway. It was pretty simple. So yeah, yeah. It's a guy who reminds me, like you know, y'all can guard each other. His name Craig. He a Berkeley guy. Um, he's from from L.A. though, so he's like he's like forty two. And he plays, he, he comes to the noon run because another like 36 year old guy comes and they, they always match up. Like we, again, we make the team as fair as possible as we can for a high level game of basketball. Um, he said, what stopped him from playing is because his coach Wayne got some kids from South Central. Like he's a great shooter. To today, he's still a great shooter. He was like, yeah. He said he was ahead of his time. He knew how to pass. I'm on a wing. Like, I usually like to lead the break, but if I'm on a wing and he comes up, because Craig's like 6'4", and Craig just, he, he out of shape now. He, he, you know, he in his 40s. He old, married. He stressed the fuck out. No, divorce, sorry. He stressed out. So he, he be running the wing, then he hit me. I got the Derrick Rose layup package, but I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. You should come out here. Matter of fact, I will fly you out here, and then you come out here, enjoy it. Uh, y'all, you and your wife, y'all can go up to Napa on the off day. You should come up here. You, you're not going to want to just play one time, so you should come out on a Tuesday. We'll hoop Wednesday. Y'all do something Thursday, and then we hoop again on Friday. Like we hoop Monday, Wednesday, it, Friday. Where I am now with my age and with my, uh, no, no, with no, my no, knees and all this kind of stuff, if I, if I hoop Wednesday, Friday is out. <laughs> well, well nice until you start hooping more. Like, for example, Monday we play um, – Monday, only eight of us responded to you, the, like, email. Like, we try to, like, the max we ever had was, like, 15. We can't stop the 5 o'clock, like, dudes, because of them. Um, and to the listeners, please don't follow this rule. I was doing this before uh, Supreme Court struck down them concealed laws. I was just rolling the dice, hoping, like, hey, I, I predicted it would come. I was just hoping. But those dudes, you cook them so bad, they threaten, like, physical violence on you. And, you know, I always tell them, like, you know, we are grown men. You touch me, you won't lose your, you know, I'm going to defend my life. I, I leave no, it at that. No, like, no, no. What, what you just said, it just reminds me so of, of, a, of a time where I was defending a kid and um, he was he was a very good player and 
I, I did my best Lou Dort impression before Lou Dort was alive, where I was really like all over him defensively. And um, in the fourth quarter, he got so frustrated, he took a swing at me. And um, to be honest, I felt like celebrating because I was like, I got this guy so out of his game that, that he, he he lost his composure completely. And he missed. He missed the swing too. And I told, I, I actually said to him, I said, you punch like you shoot. <laughs> and then he, he went after me and called me a bunch of names and they kicked him out of the game and stuff. And see, like, see, I, see I'm the, I'm the, you know how many people have been like trying to swing on me and intimidate me and all that just because I'm blocking there and stuff. But see, here's the thing. I'm a good boxer. My, my parents knew. Oh, uh, <laughs> we made you a shit talker and you're smart. You're going to rub some people the wrong way. You got to put these gloves on. So I was like, you know, I know how to defend myself, but now that I'm older, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I turned 30. So there's one guy on the last podcast. I do hope you watch up to get your name. He was like, um, Ron, as knowledgeable as he is, thanks for the backhanded compliment. I appreciate you do about the basketball knowledge compliment. It's like, it may be thin in some areas. Um, Abe Pollen tried to win, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you may be right. So I'm going to just say the disclaimer, dude. I was born in 92. <laughs> like, some of the Abe's, yeah, the Wizards won in 78. My parents were alive. I wasn't. Like, cut me some slack, right? <laughs> anyway, I say that. I say that to say, oh, I say that to say, uh, yeah, a lot of people have, have tried to swing, try to intimidate me, but I'm older now. As I turn 30, it's like, I don't have time to be fighting. Yeah, I have much other stuff, but then it's like, yo, there's a second amendment. Oh, it makes it easier. All I gotta do is defend myself. Okay, I have that even at this gym when I first joined. One guy told me, Philly, six foot two kid. I keep throwing that height out, like, you know, I'll be cooking dudes your height on a daily. Oh, you know, you fucked up the run. I was like, how? Y'all, he was like, you talk shit. It was like, I only talk shit because y'all slept on me. You didn't want to pick me up. Y'all made me wait, iced me out. So now when I get the ball, they know. I'm trying to think of a time where somebody talking shit actually ruined uh, ruined a run. No, they were just hating. They were just hating. They were just hating. Especially a lot of times the people who talk talk shit are just that they're funny. And if you if you approach it in that spirit, that's good. If I mean I mean, if you get offended by it and if you let them in your head, then that's on you as far as I'm concerned. It means your parents didn't raise you right. It's a yeah. lot of folks with parents didn't raise them right. But yeah, my, my shit, people who fuck with it, you know, Ron, you're so funny. Like, it's it's true. Like, um, I miss, right? Like, I had, um, I caught the ball. It was a bad pass. Like, if it was a great pass, it could have went up for the layup. So I caught it and I saw Like, they be running. They Because they love to block my stuff. They, they love to talk their trash. They respect me as a competitor. So I knew it. I went behind him back, let both of them come there, like some wild Kobe shit. It was such a Kobe shot. Shot it, missed it. Not too far off, but horrible shot. Pull me out the game, coach. And my teammate, why, why did you want to go for layup? I was like, I tried, I wanted to make Sports Center. I was going to tell them, fellas, done or not, done or not. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Talk shit. It's about fun. It's about let me see yeah. what I can do. I'm not playing. I don't, again, I get up at 5 a.m., I work to about noon. I'm trying to have fun for those two hours after I do stay grueling work seven. Yeah. But anyway, that's a long-winded way. But to the listeners, ew, I'm winning. I'm winning. Put your money, put your money on ROC. Even if, especially if they make me an underdog. Oh, they make me an underdog, yo, somebody about to come up. But also to you other wizards folks, I'm thinking of uh thinking of coming home, probably coming home, coming to DC soon. 
there's this gym I donated some basketballs to because during um, the past year, they let me shoot there. They let me come up there, shoot, and they let us play pickup Friday and Saturday. Uh, I think it's called Ed- Edgewood Rep Center and somewhere in the Noma area across near that whole school. Um, we could, let me try to see if we can set up a pickup basketball game there. Because yeah. I want to see like how how some of these uh how some of these guys play if they still play and if they do play like you know let's play together. Shit, we can yeah. be the Wizards pickup crew. Well, I'm cooking. Yeah, and I mean maybe Tommy could come out and we could get our next um, next failed draft pick from there. No, no, no one's going pro. What's in your mind? All right, let's um let's go ahead and wrap it up there because um, I know you've got to make it. Yeah, I got to get to the airport soon. And yes, um, I do. Yeah. No traffic up here, though. Unlike those people down in Southern California, Northern Californians, you know, we, we're taking advantage of this stay from home. You know, we won't yeah. be on the road. But all right, man, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Mac, awesome question. Um, hey, same to, to you. You ever want to play, dude? I know some places we can all play. Don't be like Kev. Don't don't give up on the game. We got to get them back. And, and those of you who know Kev, send them more emails. Be like, don't stop playing. Because unlike his analytical brothers, He's cool with it. A lot of them are dry. They can't make an offhand layup. Hey, I love to, I love to play. Uh, my body, my knees, nah. my hips, my back, my neck, my shoulder. None but of you them. You in better shape. You in better shape than this dude named Wayne. Wayne and Fred. Fred is seventy-seven black guy. Wayne is a seventy-seven white guy. And they still. And they make a shot every now and then. They somewhat affect us. Like the white guy, you can tell the era he played in, and we'll leave on this. Um, he must play in that John Wooden era. He goes, every time you give him the ball, because this man always doubling you, like every time you give him the ball, you're like, where are my cutters? Where are my cutters? Like, bro, shoot the damn ball. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then Wayne, Wayne's a great, I mean, See, uh, so Fred. So he, he so would Wayne, actually have liked playing with me back when I, when I did play because – there was probably about once a game where, I, I mean, by the time I was finished, I was the slowest guy on the court by like a lot every time. And oh. every single time oh. I was getting a wide open layup under the basket in a half court set because I would cut. Yeah, but no, I'm a cutter. I that's another topic for another time. We got to wrap this up. So everything you do, I will do. Yeah. And then I got the skill and then I got the speed. It's what yeah. I do. I'm telling you, yeah. dude. I'm nice, man. Come on here. No, seriously. We don't record it. We're not like hipsters. Some on a Saturday run they do it. I, I kinda wear my headband on Saturday run. You gotta look cool. They got the cameras out. Might as well perform. You gotta wear the Kobe's, not the Kyrie. Um, but yeah, come up here. I think you will love it. We'll yeah. probably put you on Wayne. You'll cook them, get back in shape. And then one day I'm gonna guard you. And then that's you know <laughs> the nightmare. RNC on me. Uh oh. They they put their head down. Like the court be like, oh, you're I will say that even even with my 50 plus year old, out of shape, gimpy knees, all this kind of stuff, if you're guarding me, pay attention to me oh. because if you oh, turn your head, it. I will be cutting somewhere and it'd it probably again. be into a blind spot. And the next oh, thing you know, oh, I'm gonna be getting oh. a layup or an open three. Oh. And you're gonna be like, how the heck did he get open? No, you might get one. It's a long game. I'm telling you this, I'm gonna outscore you. And I'm gonna shut you down. I'm gonna outscore you. I, I guard you, their best. You should I'm outscore me. You're 20 years younger. Hey, hey, unless we unless the scientists create a time machine and we can really can transport your prime to my prime. My prime, dude, my prime's cooking you. I, I I got a little bit of all my favorite players. 
Y'all weren't allowed to do that. Y'all, you all are the why we have special. I I I don't know. I because I had a lot of like uh, my favorite players. I imitated a lot of stuff from them. It's just that my favorites were guys like uh, you know, saying they imitated Magic Jordan. Johnson. Like, and... So you got the no look pass. I got that. I'm a great passer. Creative passer. Like oh, we'll put one of the girls on you. All right, there we go. Yeah, we'll put like they they good like a D. She'll cook you. Uh, she's Mexican. She's like forty something year old, pure shot. That's all she she said. Okay. Their practice. She was like, women's basketball has evolved. They didn't even used to let us dribble. All we would do was like practice oh, yeah, shots yeah, yeah. because. No, I used to play. Years. I've told you this before, but I used to play pickup ball with the. Um, you know, OD women's woman. team when they yeah. were like top five ranked, and the, those those women. We'll, we'll end on this. She said, "Uh, I was forced used to be like fifteen to eight the whole game, so they would have to practice their shooting to get better to score a basket." I was like, "Okay, she knocked down sniper. I love playing with her." Yeah. So, all right, man, let's do it. All right, this is so all much right. fun. So, let's wrap up there, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of the uh, So Wizards podcast. Thank you.